Hi there, and welcome to All Things Montessori, a podcast devoted to discussing aspects of the Montessori approach to child development. If you're a guide in the classroom, a parent of a Montessori child, or someone who is just trying to learn more about it, we cover it all. My name is Rachel Larson, and I'm a Montessori teacher and an administrator, and I'm joined by Jamie Rue, AMI trainer and Montessori consultant. In this episode, Jamie and I sit down and we talk through homework and why some classrooms have it in the traditional sense and why we as Montessorians don't provide homework in our AMI elementary classrooms. It's really interesting. I think you'll enjoy it. So one of the most pressing issues and concerns I think that Montessori parents tend to have is our lack of homework in the classroom. I'm sure you've heard that question a lot, Jamie. Uh, So I'm going to ask it again. Why don't we provide homework for the children in the elementary classroom? Well, that's a loaded and big question. You just asked it like it was so simple and easy, but it's, it's a long answer in some ways. I mean... The, it, the short answer is uh, children in a Montessori environment are working at their own pace throughout the day really productively, probably, you know, for more minutes than uh, a typical child is in an elementary environment because Montessori children don't have to wait for children that need to take something more slowly or um, or you know, get lost and confused uh, and have to spend more time on something because they're not understanding it. Montessori children get to work productively every moment of the day. Uh, So from a certain sense, like they are getting so much more productive work during the school day, that additional work isn't needed outside of the outside of the school day. and we always want children to be working on something that is uh, purposeful, that's of, of interest mm-hmm. to them, that's engaging. And so it's rare that there could be a homework assignment for the entire class that could be that for all children. Right. Um, and so when their work day at school is all sort of self-directed by their own interests or by the teacher, you know, um, igniting their interest in something, then it w- it's, you know, it doesn't make any logical sense then to assign them something uh, outside of the school day that has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so funny. I, after being a, a Montessori guide for three years, I've never thought of it that way that we're having a mixed age group and everybody has their own interests. So how on earth could you assign a blanket, you know, homework assignment? Like I, that was really interesting the way you put that because you're right. Like they are just self-directing, you know, I mean, obviously guided towards, you know, the curriculum that they need to be doing. Um, but yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second, and let's say that you're a parent or even a a teacher in the classroom, and you have a child who you don't think is working, quote-unquote, hard enough during the day, Um, and the parent is asking what they're doing, and and you're, 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 you know, curious as to, well, hmm, I'm worried about his progress. You know, what if a parent then was going to ask you about homework? What would you say then? 
Well, first of all, when a child's not putting in the sort of effort or energy during the school day that we would hope for or expect, we have to step back and consider why not. Because we know that children, well, and all humans, to be honest, have a tendency, a drive toward work, toward doing something productive and purposeful. So if that's not happening in the classroom, it means that there's some obstacle or obstacles in the way of a child being able to do that. So the first thing is to start considering what's getting in the way. It's not unusual for parents and even even guides in a Montessori classroom to say, oh, I'm feeling really worried about this child, therefore I'm going to assign something. That's a very natural response, especially when we feel so responsible for a child's development. But we need to sort of uh, pull back on that natural response. And what our natural response needs to be as guides is always to observe the child and see what's getting in the child's way. Uh, for some children, they don't want to. They don't seem to work as productively during the school day because their after-school time is very structured and managed by adults. Maybe they're going to three or four uh, enrichment activities after school uh, and Saturdays, and so the school time is actually time when they can sit back and reflect and and even relax a little. So I've certainly seen that. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point because I think also the way of the world now, it's full of, you know, what programs is your child in after school? What sports teams are they on? You know, filling their schedule with all of these certain things. Right. And so if they're, if they are not responsible for their own time and they aren't given time to reflect or relax after school, then in an environment that allows them to make choices on their own, they'll you know, they'll out of sort of necessity do that because they don't get that sort of downtime anywhere else. So that's one, just one reason a child might not be working. There could be, there's just any number of other reasons a child's struggling to work. And so, um, so, you know, I encourage parents and guides to step back and look at that before thinking, oh, assigning something is the answer. Because the chances of assigning something that is engaging enough for children is pretty small. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm trying to think of, you know, when I, I think a lot of times parents are asking about homework because they maybe don't know what to do with their child after school <laughs> or maybe they have a sibling or they have peers that have homework and they don't right so what would you right. what would you tell a parent in that sort of situation that's wondering what they should be doing with their child after school well I mean I think we have to keep in mind that some of what children need after school is just time to reflect and be children and so it may be that they need time to you know play um, or build sure. or 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 do the work of the home you know the best homework children can do mm -hmm. in my opinion in the elementary years is to you know um, do what it takes to maintain the home environment along with the other members of their home community uh, just like you know just like they do at school um, 
Absolutely. So learning how to dust and right take care of the dishes and do their own laundry and um, all of those kinds of things can be a very productive and important home work for children of this age. Um, but also, it's okay to just let them be. Uh. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. I think that's what they need most of all. It's like, Maybe they just need to stare out the window for 30 minutes and that would be totally fine because there's probably so many things happening inside their head at that time, right? And what a gift it would be to just think and ponder about something. That sounds really nice, actually. Right, um, right. And yeah. And so this, I mean, society has been um, focused on achievement and standards and things lately. And so homework loads have ballooned in the last 20 years mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. Um, and, and the sort of wacky thing about it is that even though it has ballooned, and so parents feel like if their children don't have homework, uh, they're not being good parents, we're not supporting children, and, and, and it's, you know, such a part of our culture, um, there's a, con, you know, constantly growing constantly growing body of research on homework that seems to be mostly ignored by those people who are implementing homework um, because the overwhelming scholarly consensus is that the way that homework is commonly practiced in our culture uh, is not is not supported by research for any of the purported goals mm. that exist. So what kind of what kind of statistics or research have you I know that you we've talked about this before but you know what are some findings that they're they're seeing other than that homework doesn't really work or it isn't efficient. Well, basically they talk I mean they talk about, you know, some purported goals of homework that seem to exist. Um so one goal tends to be that homework is there to aid student achievement. Um, and so, you know, that's the idea of, you know, well, there's all this time outside of the school day that could help these children, you know, build their skills and get higher test scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and the funny thing is, is that there's not a causal relationship at all that has been found yet so that that homework causes higher achievement. Wow. There's been um, a correlation of homework and higher achievement at the secondary level. So that's, you know, there seems to be, it correlates, it hasn't been proven to be the cause, but that children in the secondary level, so middle school and high school who have homework, do tend to score um, higher only if that homework is less than two hours a night. Mm -hmm. But there's no correlation between elementary age homework and achievement, uh, higher achievement. And in fact, the, um, the only thing that really exists is that perhaps uh, homework might negatively impact achievement at the elementary level. Wow. And these these findings are just out there and do you why do you think they're being ignored? Do you think there's just not enough communication about it? Um well, I, I mean in the education world and the policy world, 
decisions are not always based on research. So the mm-hmm. um, one of the leading experts um, in research on homework is a man, um, Dr. Harris Cooper, and he's done a number of syntheses of research on homework in the last 30 years. So he's done some meta-analysis and the, you know, his findings show again and again that especially at the elementary level, uh, homework's not going to support uh, student achievement. Wow. No, it's crazy. I know, right? So, so if that's the goal, I mean, we sh- I mean, that's not the way to support student achievement. Um, and so that's a big, you know, it's a big, a big issue. I mean, basically what the research shows is that homework is effective in accomplishing the goals of, uh, you know, of perhaps, you know, some of the goals are like um, having school, having learning continue beyond the school day or having um, strengthening the school home relationship or helping students to learn self-regulation. And basically um, what emerged from all the research I did on that is that if those are your goals, then the only way to accomplish them is if homework is individualized, if the children feel like there's a purpose to it, if the parents actually understand what they're supposed to do with it. Right. <laughs> and of course, that's a which vital is a key. huge bat. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and that it um, is related, you know, it's really learner centered. So if, if those things are not in place, um, it's not going to accomplish any of the goals that people say they're using homework for. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's really tough because, um, because it sounds good to policymakers and, um, you know, any, you know, I mean, anyone else in a sort of leadership position that that homework is going to help someone get better at something but but homework just for the sake of homework you know research shows doesn't do mm-hmm. that unless it has those other elements um, of effective homework do you have you seen any other traditional kind of you know traditional modeled schools adopting this policy or are they I know a lot in where I live you know, very homework uh, based, but have you, is there any research out there that, you know, other models other than Montessori are adopting this way of thinking about homework? I, you know, I, I can see, say, uh, where my kids go to school in Montgomery County in Maryland, um, homework is no longer graded. So the only great, they do have homework, but it is only graded for completion. That means that the students have to complete it. It doesn't have to be right. Okay. Uh, you know, so to me, that's, that shows at least a sense that homework's not, it, you know, it doesn't, um, it shouldn't be graded. Right. And that's so, so it's still, you know, 10% of the grade, but only for completion. So if you yeah. got it wrong, um, no big deal, but the teacher hopefully knows and can provide some support. So I think that is a sense that general society is starting to pay attention to that, but they're still assigning homework. Right. I know <laughs> it's, that's sort of like, 
well, here, it's still here, and you still technically have to do it, but we won't grade you. It's like they took only one piece away, but I guess that's better than than what right. it was before. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, um, I've just, I've met a lot of parents who have children in Montessori schools, and this is just one of the most, this is one of the most frequently asked questions I get, like, all the time. Um, and then I, I, I think it's a, it's a sense of, well, if he's not bringing things home or if she's not bringing things home to work on, what, what are they working on in the classroom, right? I think it's, it's almost like a security blanket in a way that if a child brings home homework, the parent maybe feels a little bit more at ease because they can physically see the child working. You know what I mean? I think right. it's a real hurdle for, for, from what I've experienced. Um, right. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, it's a huge challenge, I think, too, to really sort of try to understand what it is children should be working on at a particular age and then and then make mm-hmm. a judgment whether that's happening based on what's coming home. Yes. Um, and I understand why parents feel that way. I mean, it is, you know, it is a sort of leap of faith to send your children to a Montessori school where the data is qualitative and not quantitative like the rest of um the rest of the education world is pretty much focused on something they can put into numbers about your child and and we certainly don't do that in the same way in a Montessori environment so it is it is a big leap of faith to say yeah I'm gonna believe in this and trust in this um but hopefully what parents are seeing at home is a drive and an interest in the world that um, that can't be quenched with an easy pat answer, that you've got children that are curious and thinking critically, mm-hmm. um, not children who are filling out worksheets. Yeah. Um, I've even had some children transition into my class from a public school setting. And after a few after a few months, this stopped. But in the beginning, it was it was that sort of similar mentality of, oh, I'll just do the bare minimum or, oh, I'll just, you know, I will complete this because that's what my teacher, that's what my guide told me to do. And then I would slowly witness the transition of them wandering and being curious. And then, you know, their whole work ethic changed, which was really cool to see, I, I thought. Um, and look, I mean, every education model is different, and I, I'm not trying to knock on traditional education. I was brought up in traditional education, um, but I think it does sort of put you in a box sometimes and limits your space to grow and learn because um, they're following such a strict curriculum. Um, yeah, I don't know. Right. Well, I think, I mean, traditional education obviously works and is effective because we've got thousands and millions of examples of people yes. who have been successful um, with traditional education. But what we know about child development with Montessori is just that we can have a more optimal sort of development mm-hmm. uh, with the way we approach the, approach the children. And, you know, if they spend their whole day choosing and working independently or uh, on things that are driving their interest or that the teacher, the guide in the classroom has ignited an interest in, but then we send home something that has nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a, it's a mixed message and it certainly isn't showing the same level of respect for the children that we 
generally do throughout their throughout their work day. Yeah, I think respect is a key here because, you know, Montessori, I think, revolves around respect in a lot of areas and following the child, seeing what they're interested in, observing them shows that level of respect. I take you seriously as a learning and thinking creature <laughs> and I want to <laughs> I want to nourish that, you know. Um, and, and I've witnessed, too, I had this one kid, um, he was obsessed. I have a typewriter in the classroom, and he was obsessed with it. So I was at Barnes & Noble one night getting something, and then um, I found this typewriting book. It was like History of the Typewriter, and it was just on sale. And I was like, well, obviously I have to get this. And I put it in the classroom, and he found it right away, and I thought he was going to cry. He was so excited. Um, and I just think that's so cool, right? Like to say, right. yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm watching you. I think you're really awesome. Yes. And here, please explore more about the typewriter to your heart's content. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that, you know, I think we have to be really responsive to that. And we have to consider, you know, we know that the way we offer the work in the Montessori environment is going to be best for them. So we can't just have that shut off when they go home. I mm -hmm. think we have to have better communication with parents about things they can do to support a child's learning, but also help them understand that the learning is happening inside their child and no one can make that happen. Mm -hmm. As much as we would like to. I mean... Yes, we would love to do that. <laughs> if I could make the learning happen, if I could change certain things about my own children, wouldn't that be incredible? But it's not Oh, yeah. Possible. I wish I could think, change things about myself. Right? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so the learning has to happen inside of them. And so we have to, you know, that's part of what we re we recognize and we acknowledge in this. And so... Yes, we have a responsibility to prepare an environment that supports those interests, and we have a responsibility to help ignite the interests, but the learning has to happen with the child, and that child's going to learn best when there's interest and when there's connection with the adult who's bringing these ideas to them. So we do that all day long at school, and that's what parents need to sort of support at home, is an environment that allows them to explore and work independently, and also an attitude and an atmosphere of curiosity and interest and critical thinking about the world around us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think uh, Montessori parents have to go through a training of their own, you know, uh, I think it's a leap of faith, as you were saying, to invest in Montessori education because a lot of it is, well, all of it is happening inside, internally. You know, we're not we're not providing a lot of numbers and grades and those sorts of things. Um, and so, you know, really committing to the process because Montessori education, as you know, it doesn't happen in one year, right? It's a long process. So I almost feel like Montessori parents, they really have to, uh, I don't know, it's like a change of mindset almost, I think, for them, which is hard. Yeah, and there's a bit of, um, well, it's the same change of mindset there is for the teachers, for the guides in the classroom. This recognition that just as a young child taught themselves to walk and talk, 
they have the power and capacity to do a lot of the teaching of these other important concepts themselves. It's not that we don't provide the best and most supportive environment and guidance and nudges and all of that toward it, but that recognition that this this being has such an extraordinary capacity and we just have to feed and nurture that. And that's a big shift uh, mm-hmm. from from a mindset of thinking that children's, you know, minds are blank slates or empty vessels to be filled with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Most of us adults have some sort of experience in our own education where we found that philosophy about learning to be very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at allthingsmontessoripod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at at allthingsmontessori. Jamie and I are dedicated to continuing the conversation, and we hope you tune in next time for more discussion.